You're listening to The Lawyer Writ Podcast. I started my law firm at just 28 years old, and a year later, the firm profited $1.78 million. In this podcast, I teach lawyers how to strategically launch and grow their law firms into multi-million dollar empires. Welcome to another episode of The Lawyer Brit Podcast. I'm your host, Lawyer Brit. Before I dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free resource I've created for you. It's called the CEO Training Bundle. This is for new and aspiring CEOs, business owners who want to transform their businesses into multiple six and multiple seven figure companies. Inside this training bundle is a build your million dollar law firm masterclass, a start your law firm training, and my accelerated content workshop, which breaks down how I used social media to grow my law firm to 1.78 million in revenue in just 12 months. Head over to lawyerbrit.co slash bundle. That's lawyerbrit, B-R-I-T-T dot C-O slash bundle to download the CEO training bundle totally free. So fun tidbit about me, which I promise is relevant to this podcast episode, is that I used to hate cooking, like despised having to cook anything. In fact, all I was really able to make up until about 12 months ago was an egg, maybe a couple other like minor things. And I went on a trip to Japan to see the cherry blossoms in March of 2023 And I was so inspired by all the different types of food there that I came back saying I wanted to learn how to make a traditional Japanese ramen. And so I set out to find a recipe and the ingredients. And I know it sounds like that's an easy dish, but it's really not. There's a lot of different moving parts there, a lot of different things that go in there that you need to cook and make sure that the timing is right. It was a lot to embark on a journey that my first cooking experience, true cooking experience was going to be with Japanese ramen, but I figured it out. And it was it was such an experience that 180'd my desire about cooking. Like I had absolutely no interest, no desire to cook, to make any food prior to this experience. And after this experience, I said, wow, this is actually kind of fun. And I got into cooking and I started making more challenging and more challenging recipes and coming up with my own types of recipes and spin on different traditional recipes. And it's been something that this year I have fully leaned into, which is learning how to cook for myself, learning how to create tasty food and recipes and have people over and host them and cook for them. It's been actually really fun for me. And so recently I created a dinner roast. This was a chuck roast with rosemary onions and white sweet potatoes, period white sweet potatoes, which I didn't even know that white sweet potatoes were a thing until this recipe, but they are better than regular potatoes and they're better than sweet potatoes, like the regular sweet potatoes as well. Like I highly recommend. They're the ugliest thing I've ever seen, but they're so tasty. And I was very proud of this recipe. Like it took five hours to make this. It was the best recipe I think I've ever made. It was delicious. I'm definitely going to make it again. And I posted it on Instagram. This is where this ties in. And I got a response from somebody saying, wow, how do you do it all? You run a multi-million dollar law firm and you're able to cook amazing meals and host dinner parties. How do you do it all? And I have to say, I literally paused as soon as I read that and I laughed out loud. Like I'm, I'm physically chuckled 
because my immediate thought when someone said to me, how do you do it all? My immediate thought was, I don't. I don't do it all. You physically cannot do all the things. It's physically impossible. However, I truly believe that you can have it all. These are two very different things. And I think that, especially in our generation, they've been confused. You don't have to do it all in order to have it all. You can definitely have it all. What does that mean? What is, what is having it all? Living the life that you fantasize about. Living your true desire. Living the life that you envision in your mind every single day. That's what having it all is. And of course, this evolves over time, but all of us at any point in time have a vision of what we want our lives to be like. And you can have that. 100% you can have that. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if your life currently looks completely different from what you want. You can still have it all, but you don't have to do it all. In fact, you can't do it all. So I don't recommend that you try to do it all. Here's where this gets interesting. When that person messaged me saying, how do you do it all? I responded, I literally don't. I only do what I want to do and I say no to everything else. And that's how I quote, do it all. That's literally how I have it all, how I've built my dream life, how I'm living quite literally my dream life from years ago, even a year ago is I only do what I want to do and I say no to everything else. And so what I'm going to share with you in this episode is what I call the David Principle. This is from a book by Dan Sullivan called 10x is Easier Than 2x, which is a fantastic book. I highly recommend it to entrepreneurs and business owners who are looking to grow and expand their businesses. When I read the book and I learned about the David Principle, I realized that I had been living the David principle when I started my law firm. And that's why I was able to go from $0 in revenue in October of 2020 when I launched to $1.70 million in revenue by the end of 2021. Like I realized that I had lived the David principle and learning about this principle reinvigorated me for this next upcoming year that I would live this again that I would only do what I want to do, especially in business, and that I would say no to everything else. So you might know of an artist called Michelangelo. He created many world-renowned artistic works, including the Statue of David, which is in Florence, Italy, which I've actually seen multiple times. You might have also seen it. At the time it was created, it was an absolute marvel. Like there had never been a sculpture like that created ever anywhere else. The way David is standing, the way his body is defined, it was just a marvel to the world in 1501. And then, of course, Michelangelo went on to do other great works like the Sistine Chapel, which is also a marvel of the world. What we don't learn, or what I hadn't learned until now, was that when Michelangelo was commissioned to create the David, he was only 21 years old. Like he really had no business in being commissioned to create such a piece of art. But when he was commissioned, he was absolutely determined not to fail. In fact, he was determined to succeed to the point where he lived, slept, and ate David. Like he would stand in his studio for hours and chisel a little piece and stand back and look at the David 
and then chisel a little piece and stand back and look at the David. He actually broke a law in Italy at the time and would study cadavers. He would find cadavers at hospitals that had been thrown out and he would research, essentially, he would study the way that the ligaments and the tendons and the muscles moved in the body so that he could create a more accurate depiction of a body in the David statue. Sounds a little morbid, and it might be, but that's how all-consumed he was by creating this amazing piece of art. In 1504, when the David was revealed, Michelangelo, still very young, he was only 26, and everybody was overawed by this absolute masterpiece of the David. And somebody asked him at the unveiling, how were you able to do this at such a young age and with relatively no experience? How were you able to create this masterpiece? And his response was, it's simple. I simply removed everything that wasn't David. Meaning he said yes to everything that was David and creating this absolute masterpiece, and he said no to everything else. He was hyper-focused on creating what he wanted to create, on doing what he wanted to do, on reaching his goal of creating this masterpiece, this marvel of the David sculpture. And so after reading this, I start to think about my own story and my own experience, right? I started my law firm in October of 2020. I was 28 years old. I had no experience running a million-dollar company. I was a three-and-a-half-year attorney. I was still technically a baby lawyer. Like, I didn't have the experience anything. But I did go all in on my dream of building a business that could operate on its own, of building a company, really, of building a multi-million-dollar company, which I now have. And I remember specifically... When I started my firm, I lived, hate, and breathed nothing but premier property law. Like, that's all I did. Marketing, meeting with people, building the team, creating the processes, working the cases, serving the clients. That's all I did. I don't think I really even saw friends. I don't think I traveled for a while. I spent a good amount of time, six to 12 months, completely dialed in on building the firm. And that's because that was my goal. And I said yes to everything that was my goal. And I said no to everything else. And that helped me kind of catapult from what could have been me building a law firm and doing a few hundred thousand the first year and kind of growing to me being able to go this, quote, 10x quantum leap jump from zero dollars brand new law firm to 1.78 million in revenue in 2021. And I mean revenue. I don't mean like settled cases. I mean like actual attorney's fees. I hate when people do like that thing where they say, I have a $5 million law firm. And it's actually just settled amounts. That bugs me. But it was a $1.78 million in revenue, which is insane. That's nuts. That is so nuts for somebody who is 28, no experience. I just lived by this David principle without really knowing what it was. That I removed everything that wasn't the firm. I removed everything that was not helping me build the company of my dreams. Now, what's great is that the David principle isn't continuous all the time, all day, every day for your entire life. The David principle tends to happen in spurts, like little growth spurts. So in the beginning of my law firm, in that first 12-month period, I did nothing but law firm, right? Probably another 
six months into that. Let's call it 18 months, right? And then I spent the next 18 months reaping the benefits of all the work I had put in. I was able to take a step back, focus on me, do other things that I found interesting, such as learning to cook. But I still didn't fall into that trap of getting into things that didn't serve my end goal. I talk more about this in my podcast episode, what you need to do to be successful. And I kind of talk about my decision-making process and how I figure out what I want and then what it'll take to get there. And that's really important. If you haven't listened to that podcast episode, I highly recommend it because that's how I live my entire life. But when I received this message on Instagram about my dinner roast and someone said, how do you do it all? I literally thought to myself, I, I don't, I don't do it all. There's no way to do it all. There's no way I could have built the law firm that I have and also continued seeing friends and doing hobbies, even though I had done and doing other things. I had to go all in on this one idea, this one goal, and I went all in on it. And once it became apparent that that was being achieved, that I had gotten there, then I was able to work on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I'm, I'm just remove everything that's not David, that's not something that will bring me closer to my goals and is something that I want to do. The first half of 2023 was very much about travel. I took about two and a half months and I traveled internationally abroad. I went to Asia, I went to Europe, a few other places that I had traveled to. It was very much about travel. So that was my my focus and my goal. I wanted to have that time with my friends and my fiance. I wanted to have that time to travel and do those things. And so I removed everything that was not travel. And it was not that goal of having this time to enjoy myself. And my company was still successful. It wasn't growing. I wasn't out there actively seeking new business and coaching my team, but we were still solid. We're still making money. We were still on the up because I had spent that time previously putting in all of my effort into the David, into the law firm, right? And then my David changed. What I wanted changed into, okay, now I want to travel. I want to go see the world and take this time. And I did. So that's part of my having it all. Do you see? I can't necessarily do it all. I was traveling and doing this and doing that and doing the other thing. People who tell you that are not doing a lot of any of those things, right? They're not dialed in. They're not focused on what actually is at hand. So, but what you can do is you can shift from what does having it all look like to you? What is that ideal lifestyle? What does that look like for you right now? It doesn't have to be forever. But if you say, I want to focus on building my business, I want to spend time with my kids, I want to go and travel, go and do that. Set yourself up to go and do it, right? Say no to everything else. That's how you, quote, do it all. You can have it all. You can have exactly what you want for your life, for your vision. But you should only do that thing that feels aligned to you at that time and say no to everything else. Once I got back from my travels, my focus was very much setting up my new home and making it warm and inviting in a place that I really wanted to be and enjoy and having people over and hosting. And that really was a focus for me. And so that was my, again, quote, do it all. That was my focus is learning how to cook and how to host and making my home inviting for people. And that was my David for several months. And that's how I was, quote, doing it all. Now I feel for this 
new year. So we're in, I'm recording this in December of 2023. Moving into 2024, I feel another wave coming of building my firm. So my next David, you could say, might be going back to Premier Property Law and putting a ton of energy into quantum leaping the law firm into its next level. And that will be my focus. That'll be my David. I'll say no to everything else. Now, it looks a little bit different because when I'm at this high of a level, I do have a lot more help. I have team members to rely on. It's not just me doing all the things. I honestly say no to more. (laughs) And I do less and I go farther, but that's just part of continually building your David, saying no to everything that is not helping you build the David, only doing what you want to do and what feels aligned for you. And the more you do that, the easier it becomes to do that. The more clear it is on what you need to do and the less you actually need to do to get there. This may sound a little bit abstract, but I promise you that if you start somewhere, if you start with your David and say, okay, I'm going to go all in on this thing and here's what I want to build and go all in on it, you will be able to, quote, do it all, which is really having it all. You will be able to have the business, have the family, have the travel, whatever it is in your mind that looks like your ideal lifestyle and you're having it all, you can have that. You can have that all. It just starts with making sure that you are saying no to everything that's not helping you get there, that you're clear on what you actually want. Again, go back and listen to that episode, what you need to do to be successful, because that explains my decision-making process on what I want to do in order to be successful. Because at my core, I truly, truly believe that you can have it all. You just don't need to do it all. And I will leave you with that. I'm Lawyer Britt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you in the next one.